tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! I just have to, like, let that run just for a little bit, because... For what happened at this season, mid-season finale, it was all of that. So this is the After Buzz After Show for The Good Wife, Season 7, Episode 10. I am Tara Johnson, and I am here today with two other people. The first time, I think, this season. Ever. So who am I here with today? Well, guys, you are here with me, Allison Law, and I've never sat by Bobby before. It's so cool. Look, at, look guys. They might not be able to do the episode. Like, they may be too into each other. I don't even know what to do. I she, just gave him a kiss. Did she give me... Is there oh, any lipstick on there? There's tons no, of lipstick. there's no lipstick, no, lipstick on there. Tons no. of no. lipstick. <laughs> We're all here, guys. We're all here. I don't <laughs> know if what happened in the episode was as exciting as Allison kissing Bobby, but I guess we will soon find Let out. Let me put it this way. Allison kissing me is the most romantic thing that I like. <laughs> in the last hour and a half because this whole Eli Courtney Page thing we love it there is not I'm not going to use these words because this is a family show but there is not language strong enough to uh, voice my displeasure of anything Eli and Courtney Page and I'm ecstatic that this relationship is over boo wow, to that boo to that we will get we to will that we will get to that Bobby so mean so mean I'm sorry Bobby we got to get you some love in your life yeah. but anyway <laughs> And it can't be me, Bobby. (laughs) Okay. Let's start at the end. Yes. The boom of the episode was when a heartbroken Eli just had to shed all of his skeletons. And his main skeleton to Alicia was the voicemail from Will. Dun, dun, dun. Boom. How do you feel about that? Honey. Honey. All I got to say is. Some things need to be kept to yourself. You know what I'm saying? If it's if it's that big of a skeleton in your closet, first of all, the man is dead. He is. You know yeah. what I'm saying? The fact that he said, Will left a voicemail and said, uh, I will always love you, um, and I will give up everything to be with you, Alicia. And he erased that shit. Excuse my language. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it takes a cold soul to do something like that. It was foul as fuck. But was it a cold... Like, I'm not disagreeing. I think Eli's actions were 100% wrong. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't foul. He was confessing to her that my atten- like my attention, my focus was not on but your life. But 10 years later... It, it, was, it was on the election. But everyone knows that's who Eli is. Eli's being consistently who he has always been. It doesn't matter. He could have told her a year later. You know what I'm saying? You just don't do it right now at this moment, especially after you just made her new lover go away. You know what I'm saying? It was just too much emotions, and he should have did it before, and it just really shows that he's all about his job, and he has no feelings at all, if you ask me. So I wasn't so mad when Courtney played him. I was kind of sad he gets to see what females go through, but I kind of was like, I mean, you've been playing everybody all your life, so... It just backfired on me. I, I I agree with you, kind of. Um, but I looked at it from a different perspective. To me, and and we can debate this later, but just hear me out. 
the Eli Courtney relationship I never bought from day one. It was random. It was sudden. And so when they broke up today, when she left and Eli is sad, it didn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that Eli should be sad. Yeah, She's agree. been around for a couple weeks. She hasn't yeah. been around for a couple years. Yeah. So when Eli goes to Alicia distraught over a fling that I never believed he was feeling emotions about because neither one of them sold me on this. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it was bad acting. Alan Cummings, the man, Vanessa Williams is great. Right. It just, the relationship never clicked. Yeah. It was a bad decision, I think, by writer, director, producer, whoever takes the blame off screen because I never bought it. And so I watch him go in with Alicia to the point of tears and he's like, you should follow who you love and I didn't follow who I love as a subtext. It's like, you didn't. What are you talking about? Yeah. You didn't love her. What the hell yeah. are you talking about? I mean, I, I'm going to take a different approach and say, true. I did love the Eli Courtney Page oh. story, but not because the I fact, because not because the fact I thought they had all this chemistry. I it was just a different thing for Eli. So I will 100 percent admit it was a complete setup to this confession about Will. They could have come up with something else. So now we clearly get it that they put. This whole thing in motion just for this end. I get that. If we're going to talk about, I don't mean to cut you off. No, if we're going to talk about the the you know be with who you love, you know make the most of your life, whatever the general theme of Eli's speech here was. I would have liked more, and this sounds awful, like I don't want this to happen, but Eli's daughter, the character Eli's daughter, I would have liked it if she died. And Eli said, oh my God, I lost my daughter, I loved her, now I'm feeling emotions. That would have made more sense Mm -hmm. because Will's dead and there's a parallel there. But this parallel of like Courtney Page, you have a fling, you have sex, most once that we know of. They kiss a couple times, they go on a weird date, and then it's like, hey, you know, I'm not going to see you for a year. It's like, Eli, you're rich, I know you're busy, but you you make good money. She makes very good money. You can't pop over for a weekend here. Yeah. None of it makes sense. Well, this is the thing. I, I rarely ever agree with Bobby. So um, I think this is the first time in history I agree with Bobby. Because when I when I did see their relationship, I, I remember, I think I was watching you. I was like, what is this? What's going on? I didn't even know they were dating. You know, it was right. just like weird. It was no longevity to it. It was just like, oh, we're dating, we're in love. And I definitely saw it as them just messing around. So when he was crying and get all emotional, it was like, you were just a booty call. You know what I'm saying? She's here from work. She takes her business serious, and you were that guy that take your business seriously as well. So I didn't understand why he had so much heavy emotions. Like, why was he singing Usher, You Got It Bad? I think think that's the point, though. I think the point was this Eli is a person who's always focused on his business, and he was attracted to this woman. I think he's gotten caught up in something that he didn't even understand, which makes him think, okay, Alicia... I understand when, you know, when Will or Jason or whomever she's had these infatuations, relationships, whatever with, I don't think he's ever understood that because he's never like met someone who made him feel anything or any type of emotion whatsoever. And lo and behold, here comes Vanessa Williams' Courtney Page. Who can do that to mm-hmm. you? And now he slipped up and figured out and said, oh my Miss, gosh, I have some type of feelings and I, I'm confused. Miss, that, Miss $185 million. That's the arc. That's right. what was discussed in the writer's room. I think you're right. That's right. a good guess of what yes. was probably discussed in the writer's room. That did not come across on camera. And I don't mean to be too critical of this relationship, but this to me, in, in what, seven seasons of The Good Wife, this is, and it's not a glaring mess up that ruins the show. Right now. But it's one of those really big mess ups that this 
this show doesn't do. I think the Eli Courtney thing was a total misstep. They sold Vanessa Page or Courtney Page. I'm mixing names. <laughs> they sold Courtney Page as this workaholic. Eli's a workaholic. Two workaholics get together. When you have uh, you know an unstoppable force meets an immovable object, you need to have an actual bang. And they never had the bang. It was tepid. It was weird. It was like it was like they were going around behind Ruth's back because they didn't want her to find out. Right. But they never sold like, hey, we're little kids in love kind of thing. It just the bang was Jason and Alicia. The feelings in that, you, you know, you could you could feel that pop the off room. the screen. Yeah, you right. Didn't, yeah, you it, didn't even see it when they were acting. It wasn't like, I love you or I care. I couldn't even tell they were dating. But just like Eli said, it was fun like a carnival ride, you know? So. Well, he felt like a carnival ride. She got on, she got off. <laughs> and, just, I don't, and, and the other reason I bring it up, and I don't mean to criticize it, but this is like one of the glaring things. Like, you can criticize very little on this show. Right. Or at least very little of consequence. And this is one of those little things of consequence that I think is a total misstep. And, and it impacts this Will Gardner last scene because we get to this crucial point with this Will Gardner voicemail. Yeah. And we've been waiting for this for six, seven years. And like, we know this is probably probably coming sometime and this is the time we're going to do it but the thing that brought us into it I'm like I'm looking at Eli the whole time like why again are you distraught I, I you've never sold me on this I, but yeah. but is that going to really that didn't really taint to me the boom it did of, it totally it, tainted it it to didn't me. taint I mean when he started confessing the thing about Will's voicemail I forgot about Vanessa Williams. I forgot yeah, about I the was, carnival ride. I was gone I for a minute. I was like, you know, my jaw was sure. dropped. Like, Whoa. oh no, he didn't. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> sure. Whoa. But it tainted it to me because I still don't believe Eli has changed as a person. You know, oh, I don't know. whether this is crocodile tears, and maybe it's crocodile tears that Eli doesn't even realize he's having. Right. Maybe it's in his subconscious he thinks he's changed and he actually hasn't. I, I haven't bought an Eli change yet. Like, I need to see yeah. them. You I know? don't think he's. Ch- I don't. There's nothing within me but that believes that when this show comes back after its mid-season finale, that Eli's going to yeah. be changed at all. I don't believe that. He's going to be even more angry. Yeah, I believe he's confessed something. He's going to have to win Alicia's trust again if he even cares about that. Because now he's back on the campaign. He's heartbroken, yeah. so now he's going to be focused on the campaign even more than ever. I don't see Eli changing. I just think he had a moment. He was and vulnerable. Yeah, and, and it was and over. You, you know, when you're, you're vulnerable, you know, sometimes something you, you happens. get a little too deep. Yeah, I would. You know? I, I have to ask. I don't know his professional schedule. I do know Alan Cumming is on the new version of Sesame Street, which starts filming here pretty soon, if it hasn't mm. already. Do you think this is the impetus to not get him off the show, but to slowly extricate him, out him because the drama here and there, and he misses a couple episodes here and there, whether yeah. it's work obligations for him or whatever. Right. But this is the extra where he says, I'm going to go to Northern California for a while, and we only see him every couple episodes. See, I think that would be a big mistake on the part of Absolutely. the show. I think that would be a huge mistake Given where we are in this season, that's kind of making a transition. But Eli's I think building now is starting to dwindle away. Like we don't. Really I think that's a mistake too. Character. I mean, I think I think Eli having a diminished role or even this thing is is a mistake. I mean, I've mentioned several times that I think the this show is about be the last, Carrie. The last season, you know, so like I think there's a lot of people, like key people, we're missing this season, and I think Eli not being there every episode, especially with this election coming up, would be a huge mistake. I mean, well, think about it. This is heavy. So, how do you feel as a woman? How do you think Alicia's going to feel about this? Like, she's not going to want him around. This is some no. serious shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, how could you erase the fucking voice? She she don't she didn't even get to talk to him before he died. Me- you know what I'm this is the last thing that was. He said to her, you know, she never knew all these years. So she's going to be very angry with him, upset. She's not going to want him around. So he needs to be out the way. Let me ask you guys one more. Take it one step more specific, too. When he confessed this, before she said get out, which we all knew she was going to say. (laughs) What else could she say? She got out of her chair and took his drink. Mm -hmm. What significance do you make of that? 
act. Because that was extremely deliberate and extremely It was, it was to me filled. like, well, that's my cup, my glass, my drink. You know, it was more like, give me my shit and get the fuck out. I took it as the whole premise of this show for Alicia has always been whatever's happening in the re- in her real life, she had to put on a mask to pretend to be something else. When everything happened with Peter, everything happened in the essay's office, everything happened. Her taking her glass to me is just her doing that again. Me being polite just one more time, expressing what I need to express to you. My internal feelings may be different towards you, but we still have a presidential race to run for my husband. So on mm. outwardly, you and I, our relationship will never be the same again. But to the world, I am still Alicia Peters' husband, Peter's wife, and I will play the role I have to play. That's what I took from it. I that. will totally disagree with yeah, you. I don't I'm looking think at so. the exact opposite way. That her, instead of her just sitting there and saying, get out, her sitting up and taking the drink is the equivalent of her hitting him, which she wasn't going to do. That right. would have cheapened it. Was, it, it was dramatic. You've seen it in the face. It, it's just going to be some issue. She's not going to let this go, regardless work. And her pleasure life, that was some serious shit. The of man course. is dead. So I don't think it's going to be, oh, back to running the campaign. Aaliyah's, uh, Eli's around. It's going to be really bad. Like, and remember, get the fuck this, out is, my face. this is season seven, Alicia, who we have all individually seen in the various, you know, combinations we've been on this show. That season seven, Alicia takes no crap from nobody yeah. anymore and yeah. is a little more active. And, and that to me, taking the drink from Eli is her taking ownership over Eli again and saying, metaphorically you don't control me now I control you this is dead now does that mean this is dead publicly right that's should what I'm Eli saying should Eli go get a new job or be you know re put whatever in uh, in, in uh, Florex campaign and Peter Florex campaign maybe you gotta go find somebody else Eli cause maybe Alicia Alicia can talk to Peter and get him out I mean he was already out before yeah they, I mean so. I think yeah I think before Peter said do you want Eli I mean, he was already out before I don't think publicly you're gonna see any difference I think it's. I I agree. Their personal relationship is dust. Like that is go- that's done. When was the last time we've seen Peter on camera? How many episodes has oh, it wow. been? Um, when he came into the house to shoot that little yeah. Quick video. So two or three, two or three shows. Okay. Yeah, because it would have. I don't know episodes. if it would have made it better. And I guess it depends what how they've done it, but. I can't help but feeling when you get the Will Gardner storyline, you had to do it out of nowhere because it's a surprise, but it almost would have made sense in maybe some esoteric way with Peter being involved at some level in the episode. Like, oh. to, 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 to hearken back to that, because Peter is so central to all this. But Alicia and Peter are so separate now, it would have been almost, uh, maybe just to me, this could be totally wrong, to bring Peter back on some level in this episode earlier, or have him as a character in this episode, and then later, boom, Will Gardner, and you're back right yeah, there. Yeah, it's just to kind of reference the whole thing yeah. and bring bring it back together. Because you're right, you can even forget with the way the episodes are done now that Peter and Alicia even supposed to be married. What, like you what just presidential never, election? Yeah, you yeah. never even see them. Yeah. They're just so casual. Yeah, they're so he's never around. You see Ruth. I think she's just been about every single episode this season. But even, season. even Ruth today, how much presidential election talk right. was there? It was Ruth talking to Courtney in one scene, and then obviously Jason. That's an undercurrent. But even Jason leaving wasn't about the president. It was about her his unsaid relationship with Alicia right. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. There's no presidential election. Well, I think mainly this scene was setting up for what they have uh, moving forward, which is going to be more with Diana, Carrie, Alicia and uh, I hope so Luca so yeah I don't think they were really in this one because the focus was the transition and get everyone involved into this and and to your point Bobby I think Jason is supposed to be that love interest almost Peter figure or whatever that's in Alicia's life right now because I do I think having Peter in the episode would have like brought it back full circle to what it was several seasons ago but I think to have Jason 
to Eli's point of don't let anything stop you from being happy, call him up if you want to be happy kind of thing or whatever. Yeah. I think the focal point needs to be Jason because he was supposed to be the thing that was oh, my, my question her is, this time. Do you think, guys, do you think Jason's going to go? Like, I think she's going to call him and it's like, first of all, my thing is, do you, after she told you this was Eli's doing, why did he continue? Because he don't like Eli. He already checked him. Oh, Jason? Yeah. So why did he, I know the money, okay, but after you realize this was a setup or Eli's doing, why did you go along with it? I'll, I'll, I'll look at it from the empathetic way. I think Jason leaving now, he knows that he's making life better for Alicia as painful as it is with the two of them. That if he stays, they're going to hound Alicia or people are going to mm-hmm. suspect or she's going to get, you know, crapped on in the media or whatever it is. And, even though he and her can take care of it privately, public life sees it differently. Or, and him saying, me, me ducking out for two months, A, it's a nice paycheck, and we know the guy's looking for work. Yeah. And B, he's like, as tough as this is, I can always come back. Maybe our timing's not right, whatever. You know, he's a laid-back dude in that regard. He's like, I'm going to make her life easier. It's harder in the short run. It'll be easier in the long run, and then we can pick this up. Or I'm thinking about, oh, we're starting to catch feelings. It's starting to get a little heavy, you know. Let me move back a little bit. And mid-season, mid-season break, we don't come on for another month. Right. The first episode coming back, January 10th, could be like Him six coming. months later. Yeah, you know, totally. we could do something like that. Yeah. So. I, I know between the two of them and Jason leaving to me, I kind of felt like... She didn't ask him to stay. She didn't fight it because I think they both realized the moments kind of passed. Yeah. I think they felt that they had their time. Alicia tried a couple of times but to make it pop it, off. I get that. But then again, she slipped up and was like, can you call me when you get well, there? Yeah. But then she, she went like, oh, when you get back, like, you know. I mean, I will admit that their electricity is like, you cannot deny that they have something. I just really think they both feel as if, especially now since Eli's getting into it and Ruth is getting into it and the campaign's getting into it, I think their moments just passed and as great as it might be, they both know it would just be temporary and a fling and what it, but like, you know what? really By him leaving and then coming back, they may stir up the flame again. Like, he's back, it's been a while. Boom. Maybe. Fire, I know? will say, though, if he if he comes back, which I don't know, and I I don't want to give a prediction he's, either way. I don't know. He's if, coming back. I think he might. He, I think he might be gone. But if he does come back, I think it's a question of then are his are Alicia's feelings for him true or just vindictive to what everyone, especially given what Eli's done now with this whole message, you know, revealing this thing about Will's message, are her feelings for Jason really true or is she just trying to get back what everyone's t- telling her she cannot have? You no, know, because you saw it was natural. She started liking him on it, on its own. It was just the energy, you know. I don't know. I think she was caught up in his danger or what she thought his danger that. was. And Here's the thing. I wonder too, Jason is such a smooth operator. You both love him. I love, love him, him. Mm-hmm. On, a, on a different level. On a different I love level. Him. Love everything um, about him. But but everybody loves him for different reasons because he's so smooth and he's so cool and he's so comfortable and stuff. He's as charming as he is with Alicia. He's that charming with everybody. everybody. That's what I've always. But said. I don't think. So. I feel like he keeps to himself a little bit and he doesn't give that charming off to everybody. That's unless true. He that is true, him, and it, it is special with Alicia. But that special may also you may come back and be like, wait a second. This is just who he is. I think I think it's who he is. I think Alicia really likes him because of his danger and he's quiet and he's but mysterious. But he likes Alicia. We see the energy. They like each other regardless of what knick-knack patty whack. They like each other. I, I think he respects her. I don't really... Honestly, I, I have to he say... Likes her. I think he is a smooth operator and he can give me those so dreamy eyes anytime he wants. So you think he's just trying to get him he wants. Is that what you're no, saying? No, no, no. I don't think it's that at all. I think this is who he is and I think this is how he communicates with people. But he would not try to have dinner with her and bring it back up. I don't, know, I disagree. Stuff. No. I think, I think he's, I think if given the opportunity. Sorry, you're wrong. No, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I'm saying the, the way he talks to Diane, 
he talks he just has that but he delivery. doesn't give that extra delivery to diane he just talked to her professionally right? i disagree i think this is just no, who he when is. they had the meeting when she wanted to uh hire him it's like okay what do you you know it was just professional he doesn't care about you know he gives a lot to alicia you see it in his eyes his touch when he walks in the room, the way he stares at her, the way he looks at her, you know, it's it's just more than that. It's all about their connection. I, I guess I just disagree. He I, likes I think he's just a smooth one. I'm fine with it. I will take advantage and he can throw whatever he can throw my think way. about it. He doesn't even look at Luca, talk to her, pay her no mind. He's not even smooth when he talks to but Luca. But he was smooth in a different way with Eli. When Eli confronted him, he was like smooth badass, kind of yeah. threatening, but also charmingly threatening. Mm-hmm. And he certainly isn't attracted to Eli. I mean, that'd be a surprise. Um, but and it's it's different. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think he likes Alicia on another level. But he's such he's a flirty mm-hmm. dude. Like he's a playful Talk. guy. He's just a good. I mean, he's just good at what he does. I ain't mad. <laughs> what? Let me tell you this. I'm as, not mad. As a man that watches this show, they will. The good wife is in trouble if they don't keep Eli in some level of what he's done and find a replacement who's good for Jason. Because there's so many female leads on this yeah. show, and that's cool. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm not turning it off. But you need the, the opposite energy, and you need some of it, whether it's comic relief sometimes, like canning or somebody, mm-hmm. or whether it's sexual tension with a Jason or somebody, or whether it's anything else. You need the opposite thing, and if they don't come back with guys to replace people like Jason, they're going to lose something yeah. there. I think we can all agree that Alicia is better when she has some testosterone to play mm-hmm. off of. Like I think, because yeah. in the beginning she's of the just season, a better character when she yes, has drama and something just, else. You she know needs something else yeah. besides the courtroom. Yeah. So if Jason is gone, they She's need to be bring back somebody in. Born Will Alicia. Finn, Carrie, not romantic, but yeah. again testosterone. Jason, uh, David Hyde Pierce's character yeah, Frank was Frank, Frank Prady, Kalinda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it brought something, some type of energy. They did have some type of energy. <laughs> <You know? laughs> did they though? They never appeared in a scene together. Well, that's true. You know, but in the beginning, they didn't like each other. In, in, the, beginning the, energy, seasons, right in the beginning seasons, the beginning seasons, Kalinda was that whatever yeah. for Alicia. In yeah. the beginning, se- but yes, she does better when she plays off someone. In the Luca, the relationship she has with Luca is not doing it. That's not well, it. This, first of all, let's let's speak about this Luca character because I've seen some of this little evilness come out of her little young. Oh, but, oh, um, okay. I, I just wanted to, that wasn't a list of discussion, <laughs> no. but clearly we, we got to talk about I that. I just wanted to say something because first of all, she's boring. Okay. I agree with you there. She's boring okay. as hell. She's just basic boring like blah to me. Um, she has no personality. It's just blah. But one thing I noticed today about her is this little evil streak came on her. She was, you know, she said, what did she say? Don't expect anything from anybody and you won't be disappointed. And then Alicia was like, well, I don't want to kill you. And she's like, well, not yet. I mean, true. I mean, I think that's... Where that's coming from? I think that's just her philosophy of life. I don't find her boring I don't find her significant yet well, you're really yeah. not being on my side today <laughs> no, I'm confused I am. we usually see out of eye Allison I'm so always on your side girl, girl. here's, here's the thing about Alicia it. but, but, but you're, or Alicia Luca I'm getting all kinds of names wrong you're both kind of right she is boring at least she's in a holding pattern yeah and here's why because they're trying to figure out where she's going to be, like, the pivot. Mm-hmm. Like, to mm-hmm. use a roller derby metaphor. Um, they're trying Bobby to figure out... knows everything. I do. They're trying like, to... If you guys have never seen roller derby, <laughs> or if he, spend a week. Or he thinks he does. No, roller, roller derby is... Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, and cheap beer. 
Yeah, but but Luca is is that person where they're saying, okay, let's go a few episodes, let's focus on Carrie, and let's focus on Alicia, and let's focus on Howard Lyman, and who cares? But one day when Alicia comes to a problem, is Luca going to save the day, or do right. we want Luca to totally fuck the it problem? It sounds like the writer's confused with her, because it's like, oh, let me throw her at Carrie. I think confused oh, is fair. Say yeah. because, smart to because Alicia, they're like, just throwing it out there. Where do and we then, want to put her and shuffle to where the energy is best? Right. Exactly. Girl. And if, if her and Carrie pops off the camera... And I don't think it did. It was fine, but I'm yeah, just crazy. Yeah, they say, okay, wet. enough of that. If her is <laughs> if her is the villain, is like, hey, how can she cut I down I see her Alicia being more the villain because I can see that little evil side in her sometimes when she say little things. I'm like, something ain't right about that chick, you know? Yeah, no, I, I've mm-hmm. always thought she was on the shade side since mm-hmm. day one. And I still think... Mm-hmm. Canning keeps coming up in episodes even though he doesn't come Exist. up. Yep. And right? He's not there. He's what not the there, but he has been doing? a constant theme this entire season. He's a bully. Canning is a bully. I I don't he's he's always there he always has a presence I would love for him, them to bring Michael J Fox back because I think he's brilliant in mm-hmm. the role but is there something about the Luca Canning thing I don't know but but Canning likes to take people just like he tried to take the associates oh gosh away. you yes. know it, it's something about Canning why does he always stir up drama he is a bully he's sneaky well let's talk about the associates leaving can did you guys buy any of like did you guys think that that happens in the real world i i assume if you leave in that realm and affirm that large in such a uniform way that you will never get a corporate law job ever again in your life because what do we know from this show all these damn corporate firms know each other. Yeah. They all know and each it's other. So small. And they all talk. You only could work for yeah. who? Diane, Cannon, Alicia. If you leave Diane to go to Canning, Diane tells every other firm she knows, everybody probably hates Canning anyways because they probably feel like Diane does, and no one hires one of these damn people. Right. So And they're so young. They're, it was a stupid move on them. I'm, I'm fresh out of college. I'm trying to get my foot in the door. I'm not about to team together with y'all. And this messing up my career, my right. money. Are y'all stupid? I do. I will appreciate the writers in the beginning how they open the episode. Yeah with all the cell phones on the table. That was really dramatic. And I mean, I was like, what right. is I said going on? I was, what did I say? I said they was about to kick Cannon out. I mean, or some, carry. I, I it just the was a lot. I was like, down. oh shit, what's going yeah. on? Other than, I mean, to be fair though, this storyline especially is just a metaphor. It's the generational thing. Right, so totally. That, so you kind of have to be hyperbolic to be like, all of our young associates left. They're striking. They want more money. You know, And, and, and older people watch this show and say, damn millennials. And mm-hmm. younger people watch this show and damn Howard Lyman. You know? yeah. But like, that's the point. Point. Like you want to divide them in such a hyperbolic way, but was their reason right? They said it was no culture. Is that what they said? They no. said it was the culture. They didn't feel like they had any upward mobility. They said they didn't have opportunities. But let me just simply say, as a first-year associate, you for don't. Diane Locker is good. Though. Yeah, you don't have. I mean, like as a first-year associate at law school, you don't have any of those things. That's what being a first-year is all about. And like, like you said, Bobby, if something like that would have happened. There are so many websites and underground like newsletters that associates put out that 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 message would have spread like wildfire. For one, they're the privileged kids. They're snotty, spoiled little privileged kids, and they come in here thinking, "My dad's this, my parents that. Who cares?" But that's and, you know, and they, that's the, the hyperbole. Yeah. That's the hyperbole because, because older people will say this and say, "See, that's my preconception. Those young kids, they're lazy and they're spoiled." Right. And younger people see this and see, "That's my preconception." But it's different. Those older it's don't different categories of young. We have the young kids who hustled and, and you know is all about this, and they were they they were handed things. So their mindset is a little different 
come from someone who who was who grew up. Oh, for sure. But but you're looking even you're looking deeper than the hyperbole. They need this for the hyperbole because they need Carrie to have uh, again pivot. They need Carrie to be a pivot in that law firm because yeah. he's the only young partner. So it's like, hey, we need we need a, a, a rift here with Carrie, and then see what we're going to do with it now. Rift closed. Carrie and Diane are back together. Right. The Howard thing, we haven't seen the age discrimination thing in a while. Well, so. Yeah, and because they've like brought Howard in yeah. a little bit more, we haven't seen that. And I Howard wonder- called the judge. And so Howard, right. Howard has a boo. I want to yeah. see that you know, again. When you yeah. have a boo, sometimes you just be leaving your friends alone and well, stuff. You, you, you know, know you're you happy. Know, you're busy. You know how that goes. I mean, I do know how Because when you be is. having a boo, I don't hear from her. I'm like, hello. I don't understand how all this <laughs> is getting into the episode now, but I understand. <laughs> but my question is, what did the, the kids mean or the associates mean when they told Gary, Carrie, we don't want to be like you? I think because the, Carrie has told them how difficult it was to start one, like to be at that one firm, whatever the name was back in the day. And then he and Alicia left and started another firm, and they almost lost that firm. And then he had to merge with, like, he they he's told them all these stories. I think they want the success, but they don't want all the hours. I mean, they well, don't they don't want to do the the all nighters and all that kind of stuff. That's See, another this, broad this stereotypical yeah, millennial. millennial to them being spoiled, rotten little kids. Because you see. Uh, the color girl came up in there and she just, you know, oh, Monica. It's, it's, it's millennials wanting work life balance. Right. And if you're young and you see these millennials and you say, Hey, work life balance is important. If you're 60, I mean, this doesn't work across the board, but generally, if you're 60 and you see this, you say, Screw work life balance. Iron mine. You get yours. Mm-hmm. You're looking at this from an older perspective. It's interesting. But a lot of young people are saying, Hey, work life balance. And that's that hyperbole again. Yeah. We don't want to be like you. We don't want to pull all nighters. Mm-hmm. We don't want to go all, this is not what we want to do. But yeah. So I'm looking at it as it's different categories. I'm looking at it as from the kids who were handed things. So someone who wasn't handed, they're going to work hard and they're going to be successful. But I it's just the ones that just handed to them. Oh, my dad got me. I'm successful because my dad knows this, this, and that. You know what I'm saying? I think you're a 75 year old and a 25 year old. You know, I do have an old soul. <laughs> she does. Have I, an I old lived soul. on this earth so many she times. She has an old soul. You know? But did we not call it to say that Monica Timmons was going to come back? This like. We knew that was going I to be knew. too important of a story and too important of a person to just go away. After she made that boss move and came in the office videotaping him with that, I was like, that girl, she But even, me. even Monica, look at again, the guy-girl split here, and it doesn't need to be even at all, but you lose all the male associates who combined had like a weird, quirky, yeah. minor storyline, and you gain a female associate in Monica who's probably going to get a little bit bigger storyline. So like you need to play off the energy with another male side. You do and whether you side. focus on Howard Moore or whoever, like there's something needs to be there. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. what about that? I had stopped the tape to ask you about it, and it was slick how Carrie played them. Oh, Carrie played the associates. Yeah. yeah. He, he. I mean, their big thing was that they had no idea what the Lockhart, Argos, whatever the name of the firm. So the whole time they was working, they was never working on the case. So they how do you never fake, worked so on the case. So how do you go to work and fake that you're associates working on the case? Associates do it every day all over the country. So they don't check and follow up? No. Like, no. You, your, your hours in those kind of law firms are done by the number of billable hours that you record or you know so every- are you sitting like at your desk just on a computer like hi oh yeah you are you in a firm and you're not bringing them notes can, bringing them anything. you can do all t- well this kind of thing seemed to be a very high pressure thing so at a particular deadline they were supposed to give a brief then the partners whatever are going to take the brief read it make revisions so they can meet their deadline so you have a certain period of time until you have to submit whatever your work product is and these guys just never did it they were there they might have been there all night ordering pizza watching video games YouTubing it whoever but they never opened and worked on anything. And that's what that's the point they needed in order to come to the table to carry to say, 
we're not going to do this unless you give us this. So this was pre-planned. We weren't going to do the case. Oh, we uh, knew we wanted to leave before. I think you know, to- something like that must have been pre-planned. And on the revenge with Carrie, the lesson here, folks, is don't start working until you sign the contract. Well, there you go. Even the bonus. Hey, take the bonus. That's great. Enjoy it. Yeah. Don't start working until you sign the papers. But he played them. That was a smooth daddy He played right them, there. but I will say, I don't want Carrie's character to just be reduced to this. This seems to be a fraction of what his character used to be before. I like the old Carrie when he was going through the trial. Or just, you know, the Carrie who had a storyline, personal, professional, something. Now he now we see him Carrie in the firm. Carrie needs a love entrance. Hopefully it's not Luca cuz she's boring. Mm. But he needs something thrown his way. It's he needs Monica. To be a I shit. mean Monica's the one. You and I was going to say that because he was like flirting like, "Oh, it's something new. She coming in here sassy. She know her work. He was messing with her like, "Oh, that's not a template." And she was like, "Wait, I got this. Hold up." Right. Like, <laughs> I mean, oh, you know. I do like her me. character. I like her character. Yeah. I like her energy. I like, I like the fact it, that yeah. she does not care if it's Diane or Carrie or Howard or whatever. Yeah. She knows her stuff and you're going to respect her. And she does it in a professional sassy way Absolutely. though. Absolutely. Cuz I'd be like and you cannot like you can't deny her force. I like yeah. her character. We hope to see her again. Yeah, you will. Yeah, I guess. 100%. Go, I mean, she seems like she's the only associate working in the entire yeah. firm right and now. But so she's I guess so lost because I feel like Diane was gonna try to give her less, and she was like, "Look, you don't have anybody working. I know what you need. Make sure I get exactly what they was getting. Plus this now, I like how she handled her business. Yeah, it's no. also pretty funny to see Diane and David Lee and Howard and Carrie who have not done. I mean, those when you're a partner, you work, but it's a different they don't thing. Really do different type of work. Doing, yeah, doing the grinding do work. And oh, David yeah. Lee, they're like, "Don't worry about the 3D model, whatever." He was yelling between the glass doors, or whatever. It's funny to see them. Just just totally frazzled because again this is the di- this is the division you know the young people they have a lot of complaints people like you are like hey these complaints are not valid you guys are jokers but they do something that these old people don't know how yeah, to do yeah don't know how to do so they actually like work the yeah, day-to-day they've either detail forgotten type it or stuff. whatever it is it's, yeah. it's a different thing so. so let's quickly talk about the KSR case with Dr. Portnoy um, the kidnap sedate and rape case first thing I want to say is this is such a like slippery slope topic to talk about I'd rather focus on and ask about what did Alicia expect when she went to the judge's office but to get him to change things? Like, that was such an interesting dynamic and interesting conversation. My question, I was confused. I was asking you, did they have some type of fire back in the day? Like, what, what did they have against each other? Because you're like, you have a personal thing with me. What was the personal issue? Was it the beginning of season seven when that judge was being investigated by the FBI? And he was on the bond Trials. And he was on the bond trials, and Alicia had a, a client that okay, came now in. Okay, I remember. So and it was he, like, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Alicia never went to him. This is the first time Alicia ever went to that judge directly and said, "Wait, a minute, I know that you were being investigated by the FBI because Eli stepped in and actually told the judge about it." Mm-hmm. So when she walked into his office and said, "You're have you have something personal against me? You're actually, you know, judging, you know, pre prejudging or prejudging against my client." What does she expect him to do but to try yes. to turn that whole thing Maybe around? Maybe say, Alicia, you know what? I do. What are you going to do about it? I, yeah. I, Sometimes she gets on my nerves. It's like, she always want a damn explanation. Like, you like, did say that. shut up. Like, even at the end, when she's like, did you do that for me? Just say thank you and go to hell. I don't want your life. Like, she why can't. Do you always That's want not explanation? her. Her character is too... Dot your eyes and cross your teeth. She's it's like, too, damn, she got to know everything. A. She does. She does. But being type A, if she was that type A, I don't think she would have ever had the conversation with the judge because to go to the judge and say, I, the biggest thing that happened in your career that could completely destroy your career and put you in jail, I know about it. To say that to him is. Is I mean I understand her wanting to understand if if you know confronting him is like this is what you're really doing. 
but every action has a consequence. But by her doing that, maybe he got a little scared and was of like, she can't ruin my did. career. And then he flipped the script. Of, I think, of course, he did. When he flipped the script, how? Because we have not seen the last of Shakowski. So, Shooter McGavin, as I call him. So, how. Do you guys get that? From, no. I, I, what did you sue? Shooter McGavin? No. Who's from, that? from Happy Gilmore? No, sorry. Oh, you guys haven't seen Happy Gilmore? I have not seen Happy Gilmore. Oh, all right. Yeah. We're taking a little detour next week now that the show's off. Sunday night, Happy Gilmore, the so three of us. sorry. Yeah, Did I'm you guys get that? <sighs> Everybody got that. He's shooting McGavin and Happy Gilmore. It's like one of his most like famous kind of funny roles. Anyway, Sorry. Um, My whole thing is... I didn't even... Sorry. <laughs> how he twisted it at the end. Because, I mean, I, I, I don't think the doctor was guilty. I mean, everybody have their own fantasies and what, you know, whatever. But how he shifted it at the end and turned it on the jurors, you being in his uh, yeah. profession, they kind of were right. They didn't look into the evidence and, you know, everything that he was saying. It's well, right for an appeal. It's it's right for an appeal. But the judge does have the right to vacate what the jury says. That's the power of the judge. I mean, it's I think it's very rare and I don't have any statistics whatsoever. I think it's very rare that a judge will do that. But given this case was such on a slippery slope and you're right this guy was basically convicted on his fantasies and his thoughts and we can all argue you know whether we thought it was whether he really did something that it could be you know the judge on any given day may have vacated what the what the jury um said but i don't know it's hard to believe that the judge wasn't tainted by alicia's conversation with him here's my question for you guys is shakowski because we will see shot oh, again, yeah. again is shakowski now in Alicia's back pocket because he's scared of her because de facto she kind of blackmailed him or Mm-mm. is this a one-off and he says we're even now it's, let it's that or it's the I owe you later on like you remember I got you got you off that doctor port now okay see I, I actually think take it the other way I don't feel as if Alicia has one on the judge I think the judge has one on the on Alicia yeah that's what I, I think saying. yeah I think Alicia is now in his pocket because you're right she can argue all day. I wasn't blackmailing him. I just went to him and asked him if he was doing X, Y, and Z. But he was like, of course you're blackmailing me. What What did you expect to happen? So I think she may, She should be. She should be nervous that the judge has something on her. Mm-hmm. I think they're both looking at each other with side eye. Yeah. Let's agree like that Shakowski's incredibly corrupt because I remember the corruption episode where he didn't take the bribe and, and Eli was in there or whatever and he's like, oh, you know, I'm glad you let me know. I wouldn't have taken the bribe anyways. But And it was like, sure, pal. Yeah, right. You would have absolutely taken that thing hook, line, and sinker. Totally. You were, it's just a waiting game to find out his true nature mm-hmm. and his true nature will come out. Mm-hmm. My question is, great doctor saving kids' lives. Was he or was he not? A sexual weird man or whatever. Oh, it was definitely a sexual oh, weird man. But was, was he criminally sexual? Criminally, I think that's. I think that's the topic, or you know, that is up for discussion. Because in my mind, everyone, I'm sure people out there would let me know how they feel. <laughs> I feel as if this man was on trial for a thought. He might have typed it out. He might have made a whole list. But in my opinion, he was on trial for thoughts right. because he hadn't, in my opinion, taken any real steps. We all have thoughts every single day, and if we start being able to be charged, convicted, and serve it's time like, on our thoughts, we all in trouble. Yeah, that, that's my take on it, honey. One one thing I the thing they missed on this is just because they didn't have enough time. Yeah, is a very famous, very successful pediat- pediatric surgeon with a weird internet sexual fantasy with a long haul truck driver from a couple states away. 
that is the media trial of the century yeah. kind of thing. And there was no discussion of that. And they didn't have time. They had so much stuff to get to. But if you re- reimagine this case in another episode, this is like Alicia's law. You know, this this is the, a presidential candidate's wife right. in this trial mm-hmm. as the lead attorney. That is the media, like the crime of the century kind of deal. Salacious, Nancy Grace, um, cable TV. Yeah. I'm surprised media didn't catch up on it. And they didn't do it at all. It, and, who knows? It may come back on appeal and Alicia yeah. may get thrown yeah. into it when and the election gets criticize for that because there's a hundred things to do in this yes, episode. So, that's, so much. You got to pick your battles. Yeah, so but much. But this is like, you could have done it in a separate way where it's like media trial of the century, Alicia's under the gun, What you know, whatever it is. Right. Alicia's speaking for Peter. What does Alicia really think on these? Yeah, yeah. totally. What, is, what does it look like that the presidential candidate's wife, who the presidential candidate, the last time we saw this candidate was gaining in the polls, right. that his wife is, is you know, defending a sex pervert who's online doing weird stuff and is also a really famous doctor. Yeah. Well, since we're talking about what we think is going to happen in later on in the season, let's go to predictions. Predictions. I guess there's no... Or we won't. Uh, or, or we won't. Uh, hello? Predictions? Well, predictions? All right. Okay. Well, you know, okay. somebody's asleep right now. Bobby, <laughs> what do you, what's your prediction? I think our producer is uh, online in a weird sex yeah. oh, that's what I think. Your After Buzz oh. TV prediction. And there we go. There we I have think, it, guys. He think, woke up. He woke up. I think <laughs> the key word was sex pervert. I think so. Yeah. Your After Buzz <laughs> TV prediction. Oh. Now he woke. Um, damn it. You put me on the spot, and I was working on that joke, so I don't have any predictions. Your oh. After... <laughs> Okay, we get it. Uh, keep, do that a few more times so I can think of a prediction. No, don't. Um, I don't think I have, I don't think I have anything new. Like this, <laughs> there's there's two things here. So like some of the predictions we made about like Carrie and Luca, mm-hmm. about whatever else, like those things can still come true. Uh, I am a gloating in the fact that Courtney and Eli are done. Thank God, this is a touchdown for us. Ugh. Team anti Courtney and Eli. This is this is a touchdown. Where's boo. the touchdown sign? This, Where's the booze? No, this Where's is the touchdown. This is we're going to the no. bowl game, folks. Oh gosh! Uh, but with a month off, like they could. I wish for me to make a prediction. I wish we could see the first thirty seconds yeah, of the, the next episode. Yeah. That, that's because where I used to get my prediction wrong. If they if they lift it up and bring it back. At the table, Eli and Alicia, okay, I'm going to think one thing. If they say three months later, you're going to think something totally different. That's the one thing I would, and I know it's prediction, so it's not fair, but that's the one thing I wish I knew. Yeah. Well, my prediction really is that this is the last season. I feel like it's it's dwindling down to an end. And, um, you know, still don't like Lucan is something that we're going to find out about her later on. I think the Will Gardner thing is, is an absolute sign of that. Yeah, Only I, because this is where it comes full circle. Full circle does, yeah. does, does she jettison Eli? Does she finally publicly leave Peter? Like, with whatever the thing is, like, when you start bringing up Will Gardner again, we haven't talked about him in a few seasons. Yes, yeah. So it's, it's a reason. Yeah. There's always a cause to something. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think I'm with you guys. It's hard to say. I mean, so much has happened in this season, and it's such a brand new take on Alicia and everything this season that it's hard to kind of give a prediction especially the way they left it. I mean, we know Alicia's pissed. That's my prediction. Alicia's pissed. Alicia's pissed. <laughs> Alicia's pissed at Eli. What are your guys' predictions? Yeah. Like, what do you think is going to happen? What do you think? Me, yeah. Actually, let me ask you guys a different question for predictions because we've got a couple minutes left. Um, instead of predictions, whether or not this is the last season, whenever they wrap it up, this might be, I agree with you, but it may not be if they keep going. How is Alicia going to keep doing what she does and ride off into the sunset and do corporate law? Like, do you see her going and simplifying her life and becoming like a lawyer in a small town? I know that's cheesy, but like some equivalent of that. Like, how does Alicia get her life to that ride off into the sunset place whenever this show ends? I 
I, mm-hmm. for me, I think it, it piggybacks off what you said. I think eventually, in order for Alicia to truly be her own woman, which we see her coming into, she has to tell the truth. She has to tell the truth and call a spade a spade. She has to say, Peter and I are not sleeping together. We are not living together. We are not a married couple. You can do take all these politics and do whatever you want to, but I'm living my life free from him, and he. I'm, I wish him nothing but the best. But all that stuff has to end for her to truly be able to live her life the way she wants yeah, to. I agree, too. She just has to be completely happy. Yeah, the reverse of the way the seat, the whole show started. The whole show started when she stand, she's standing by Peter as he's making his confession. The series ends her standing in front of podium and making her confession of who w- she really is. I would love in a dark way if it ended the opposite. And Peter became, maybe not became president, but became like, you know, secretary of blah, blah, blah mm-hmm. under Hillary Clinton or whomever. And, and she was... Standing by the podium again, um, and the you know fade to black, and then that's nothing it. changes, right? You know, and we've we've done this whole seven, eight, whatever seasons with Alicia, and we find out that you know the draw of keeping the family together or or this whatever it is, nothing changes. I will say, I do want one thing to change. What? I want Grace to go back to school. <laughs> can we get Grace back yeah, in a class? We, can she be a, stu- a kid? <laughs> can she be again? a kid again? Yeah, I mean, this poor girl, and we want to know whether she got her money. Did we ever? Re- Never heard Grace. Get your money, girl. That's what we want to say. <laughs> we also want to say congratulations to Alan Cummings because he was nominated for Best Performance by an Actor in a Supporting Role at for the Golden Globe. So, okay. And as a matter of fact... Oh, I now was, we get sound effects. I know, right? <laughs> I will say out of this year's nominees, very few nominees came from a broadcast, you know... A, a, a big four. A big yeah. four channel. He was one of the few to get a nom- get a nomination at all. Look, to, Oh, he does a good job. Well, this is great. That's the business of TV, though. I mean, I don't yeah. know how much was Netflix or whatever, but you have people going on USA and FX yeah. and A&E and WGN has good primetime mm-hmm. broadcasting right now. Mm-hmm. Like, all these cable channels have realized, like, this business, they don't do 22 episodes. The Good Wife is still unique and, right. and the best in that. They do 22 damn episodes. Right, That's right. a grind. But all these all these other channels are like, hey, we can do 13, sell advertising. Yep, we can do 8, we can do 10, yeah. we can go off for 6 months. So, big ups to him. We'll be looking out to see if he wins that, but... Did we cover everything? He's on, he's on so. Sesame Street, too. Yeah. Love me some Sesame Street. I don't know when it's starting. I don't, I don't think know. it started yet. But on the know. new Sesame Street, and I forget which Sesame character Street. he's voicing. It still comes on. They're, They're bringing doing it new back. Sesame. It's on HBO. They're bringing it, it back. <laughs> you kids. Yeah. Back, uh, but kids. he'll be on the new Sesame Street as a voice. I can't remember what character it is. But it'll be Big interesting. You no, know, it's like it's something significant. It's like Oscar the Grouch or something. Oh, really? I mean, this whole new, not that we're talking about Sesame Street, but they have like they have like an autistic character and like they have a lot of different yeah, great of things coming out for Sesame Street. Big ups to Sesame Street. Check it out on HBO. Mm-hmm. Is right. it, on, it is on HBO. I think, right? Yeah, I think yeah. it's on HBO. It's which crazy. is interesting. Which is going to be interesting in yeah, By the way, his co-star, Neo. I'm not even kidding. Neo and Alan Cumming are going to be on Sesame are you Street. Right now? Google it. Google it right now. Neo is going to be on Sesame Street. Neo's all over the place. He's on The Wiz a couple <laughs> yeah. weeks ago. That's a weird. There you go. That's a weird cast right there. <laughs> We'll see how it turns out. Mm-hmm. I think that's it, Bobby. Let everybody know where they can find you. You guys can tweet me at Bobby Demiro. We check the YouTube comments all week. So if you guys we want do. to comment on YouTube, do that all week. We love talking with you guys there. And as always, guys, you can find me at that's a law.com on Instagram, Twitter, that's a law. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Tara Johnson. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at TJ Wagging Her Tail. You can also check me out at wordswinewomen.com. We're in season two. And we hope you join us. So until next time. Oh, until next year. Yeah, January 10th. January 10th, we're back. 
We'll be here. We we'll hope you'll be here too. Have a great holiday. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Hanukkah's still going on. Happy New Year. And we'll see you on the other side. <laughs> 2016. We'll see you next year, guys. Bye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.